guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Beth is back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Guess who's back, 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 guess who's back. It is Beth, Beth, Beth. I figured one of you would stop me by now, but you haven't. It's Beth, Beth, Beth. Yeah, I'm... I'm just upset at you, really. <laughs> Terrible Welcome. way to start. Welcome. To, I think it was maybe the best way to start. Welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts. My name is Joe, and I am also joined by Mike. And if you haven't figured out yet, the other co-host is Hi. Beth. And we are here to talk to you about the New York Rangers and lots of other fun things. Um, we missed you last week, Beth. We had a pretty good show. You know, there wasn't as much chaos. Maybe, Maybe not as much silliness, but... Uh, Bring the chaos. You do, and that's exactly that's what we need. We need that that type of presence on the podcast. Me enforce our presence, if you will. So this show is brought to you by drum roll, please. Blue Apron. That is correct. This show is brought to you by Blue Apron. Here's the deal: you don't want to shop. You're not good at shopping. Mike is terrible at shopping. Beth is probably okay at shopping. I am terrible at shopping, but guess what? That's sexist. You go to blueapron.com. What did you just say to me? I said that's sexist, Joe. Could be. I, I'm a pretty good shopper, though. See, Beth, I, I am a shopper. terrible shopper. So, there you go. I'm a terrible shopper, too. But I don't have to be a shopper. Do you want to know why? Because I use Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash blue shirt. And guess what you get? Three free meals with free shipping. You don't want to cook. You come home. You don't want the ingredients. Guess what? Blue Apron brings it directly to your door. They give you everything except for salt. Seriously, you should have salt in your house, even if you have to use the salt that you like use on your driveways and stuff. Um, if this needed to be more enticing for you, some of their featured upcoming meals are warm smoked trout and asparagus salad with fingerling potatoes and garlic croutons, peach honey glazed chicken with, ma- with mashed sweet potatoes, Collard greens and Thai basil. Are you kidding me? You couldn't cook that if you wanted to. So they make you cook it because they give you all the ingredients. They give you all the directions. You put it into a pot and you do things to it. And then the next thing you know, you're eating the fanciest meal you have ever eaten in your life before. But the only way that you can do this is by going to blueapron.com slash blue shirt and you will get three free meals. I will buy you three free meals if that is the first time that you have used the account. It is a better way to cook. And there are a lot of things that you don't have to worry about them. You can customize your recipes each week. For less than $10 per person per meal, you get three meals a week. Are you kidding? Just do it. So blueapron.com slash blue shirt. Do it now. Enjoy some good cooking. You have time to learn how to cook with Blue Apron before the Rangers start. Maybe you want to drown your sorrows in some food. I don't know how you deal with your problems. Beth drinks on the air. That's how she does it. But you can cook with Blue Apron. So go to blueapron.com slash blue shirt, and you will get everything you could possibly desire out of the kitchen in your house that may or may not be used. I don't know. This podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. And that means people like Anthony Viola, John J. Porter, Dan Lynch, Eric Cohn, Daniel DeGen, Matt Bader, George Littman, Guy from Montana, Trevor Kempna, Dan Carosi, Zachary Zetlin, Arch Williams, Igor Zetlovsky, Alexander Thornton, Thomas Osa, and Michael Silvers. Thank you all for donating to us. We really appreciate you. You are part of the reason why this show even exists in the first place. You understand? Do you understand just how important that is? Do you get it? Oh, and Victoria Embry as well. I don't know if I said her name, but she is, um, she is also a very big part of this. So just donate. Go to patreon.com slash blue shirt banter. Give us money. When you listen to Mike and Beth and it sounds like they're in your living room, that is because we were able to buy Skype subscriptions. We're working on better microphones. You have no idea the type of stuff that's going on behind the scenes here. So, yeah. Anywho, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. Bethany? I'm fine. Beth's drinking, probably. No, Beth's not actually drinking. Beth, Beth, uh... Is still recovering from her college reunion in Maine, which yes, is why I, I missed last week. It's actually. on the wagon for, oh, for the foreseeable future, actually. So, oh. at least seven. So, do you guys know that Dylan Macbeth was playing for the Calder Cup? Uh, yeah, I did. 
I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't realize it until the other day when I saw a photo of him, and I was like, huh, what is he doing now? And that's what it is. And he is still fighting, so that's the way that that works. Um, yeah, Florida moved him to Detroit in the Vanek trade. Yes, correct. God, you are so smart. Um, anywho, maybe he'll win something. Who knows? Haglin, maybe. God, there's so many former Rangers who could win things. Um, so this show is a little interesting because there's a couple of different things that w- we want to talk about that are looming. And, and one of the big ones is the fact that the expansion draft is going to be uh, upcoming. The Rangers have probably four players that they may or may not be losing. Um, depends on the way things fall. We're going to discuss whether or not the Rangers have really any opportunity to get some value for some of those players beforehand. But as of this speaking, as of the words that are coming out of my mouth and directly into your ear at eight Oh six on June 8th, the New York Rangers have not asked Girardi or stall to waive their no movement clause. Now as an explanation for what that is, any player who has a no movement clause in their contract is auto protected and costs one of your protected slots in the 2000 and 17 NHL entry draft. So teams can choose the one of two options. The option that most teams will take is protecting seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie. The Rangers have to use a protection slot on Girardi and Stahl because they have no movement clauses. They also have to use one on Henrik Lundqvist and Rick Nash. So the only option that you can have to not use that is to request that they waive their no-movement clause. If they agree, they are no longer auto-protected, and you can protect another player. In the Rangers' case, it would be Nick Holden or Kevin Klein, and honestly, who cares about them? But are we surprised that the Rangers have not at least put this out there to see if another team may or may not want to take these contracts on for free, even though we know it is a uh, maybe a foolish notion in the first place? Mike, I will let you start on that one. Yeah, I'm not necessarily surprised because I would imagine that the Rangers are going to end up keeping one of them anyway. Um, And I'm sure there's some politics going on in regards to, you know, whether or not asking a guy makes him uncomfortable, you know, in the future for just the guy's relationship with the team. I think that's pretty... That's, I'm sure that's part of it. The Rangers are an organization that try to do things the, you know, classy way for better and for worse. So um, with that being said, it's it's a little discouraging because it's the easiest way and the most painless way to get rid of these contracts. So not pursuing <laughs> that is frustrating, but uh, it's not I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, and I'm only saying that because, frankly, I didn't think it was going to happen. So that's my take on it. Easy and painless are not words that come to mind when thinking about those contracts. So, no. um, and I was mostly just thinking, like, what sort of, if there's a, some sort of major sports agent award that could be given Um, because I feel like every year some new element of their contracts that makes them completely ungiveawayable or unmovable or something comes to light. I have to admit that I'm not one of those people who has every, but you know, the details of everybody's contract completely memorized, but it does seem like for as every possibility that arises to possibly get rid of them has already been foreseen and some way made more impossible or more expensive by whatever these amazing contracts are that were negotiated for them that clearly pretty much allow them to play and do anything they want for great deals of money that they haven't really earned for the rest of their lives. As far as I can tell, I mean, I, I see anyway. So, um, yeah, I guess when it comes to those two, I just always kind of assume at this point that the worst is going to happen. So I guess I agree with Mike that that seems too easy and since nothing else about this has been easy you know <laughs> why would it be easy now no it should be easy i guess the question becomes there has to be an expectation that one of them is getting moved this summer be it through buyout or by a trade god willing 
Uh, Mike and I talked a little bit last week about the potential with Vegas to kind of reset the defense. I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit today too, because we're beginning to get more of a sense of the way that Vegas is going to go about their day-to-day business leading up to, and in the days after the draft. And it, it just sort of becomes this opportunity for Jeff Gordon to kind of come into the picture and say, Hey, listen, this is how we're going to take care of business. Am I surprised the Rangers have not asked the two of them or one of them to waive their no movement clause? Yes, I'm actually quite astounded because you would think that that would be the very first step. Uh, My guess is if the Rangers can't do anything, say they try to do stuff and they can't, they try to trade Stahl, they try to trade Girardi, maybe they're working on a deal where they're going to move a pick or a prospect or step on or who knows for Girardi to get taken, I, I mean, again, we're, we're really speculating here, but the reality of the situation is you would think step number one is, hey, you're, can you waive your no-movement clause and see if Vegas is actually looking at someone like you? Now, the next question becomes, if the Rangers were going to go down a road in which they were going to trade prospects or assets or whatever to Las Vegas in order for them to take on a bad contract, you would still need to get Girardi and Stahl to waive their no-movement clause. Otherwise, they can't be traded. So if that conversation is not happening with them, then obviously there is not much of a goal or a hope to have them be traded along with an asset to Las Vegas. Now, I don't know how realistic of an expectation that is. I think Mike and I talked about it a little bit last week, actually. Beth, I am a little curious to hear your thoughts, and not necessarily on the speculation of the matter, but whether or not you would be willing to move, say, this year's first-round pick um, or a prospect, and think of it as a top prospect like Orion Graves and whatnot, to Vegas in order for them to take a guy like Dan Girardi or Mark Stahl. Vegas has already made it clear that they're willing to take on some bad contracts. It's something they're going to be looking to do because, quite frankly, it's good business for them to do it. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. They're not going to make the playoffs next year. I'm sorry? I say do it. You would do it. Yeah. Mike, where, where I mean, did there's, we land? there's nobody we really incredibly want. It, would it be a first round pick for this year? Yeah, I would assume that's the assumption that I made yesterday when we just kind of ran through or not yesterday, last week when we just kind of ran through things. And listen, it, Adam has a couple of stories that are going to go up about um, draft yeah. picks and, and players who, may or may not fall to the New York Rangers. And in the one that he's doing right now, which is about Yamamoto, who Mike and I had a lot of fun with last week, um, the opening paragraph is basically one of the most frustrating aspects of what has happened to the New York Rangers in on draft day the past four years is you've watched players with an unbelievable, unbelievable amount of skill fall to where the Rangers would have been picking and the New York Rangers did not have a draft pick. This year... Yeah some of the players that you look at in this draft and you think, Oh my God, like I'm drooling thinking of this kid. And, and really we're talking about Eric Brandstrom, who is the defenseman from Sweden, who looks like Eric Carlson. And I know that's a very lofty, lofty goal to give him, but he really does look like just one of those players that may have one of the highest ceilings in the draft could very well fall to the New York Rangers. Kalyar Yamamoto is another one, you know, Nick Suzuki. There's a lot of guys that the Rangers seem to have their eyes on who very well may fall into their laps. And the reality of the situation is the New York Rangers have almost nothing in terms of forward prospects who really make you jump out. All the players who you think, oh, my God, this kid is a sure thing, or this is a guy who's going to be an NHLer that isn't a depth player or maybe a top-nine player like Bunieves is already in the NHL. On defense, you have Ryan Graves, and that's about it. So the Rangers need to restock this, this empty cupboard and to give up assets to lose contracts. I, I understand that there may be some trepidation there, and it certainly makes me think twice about a move like that. But what the tempting aspect of things was is if you have the opportunity to buy out Girardi and, say, trade stall to Vegas for a first-round pick – you have effectively totally reset what your defense is going to look like. And whether that defense includes a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk or whether that defense includes uh, Brendan Smith and maybe Cody Franson or whatever, be it uh, Tanev who might be available from Vancouver or uh, Truba who might be available from Winnipeg, you get an opportunity to really reset everything. And I don't know if the Rangers can pass up an opportunity like that because 
this landscape in the NHL is never going to be like this again, or at least it's not going to be like this again until another team is coming out. Vegas has to reach, I think, 60% of the cap floor or the cap for their cap floor. I mean, Vegas is going to put money on the books, but right now their cap space is at infinity. They, They have nothing on the books right now. So you may as well go in and take those opportunities when they're there. I don't, I don't know. I really don't. Oh, I, um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, the other part, I think this is what we settled on last week, is that it's definitely something to think about. Um, but the issue here is the Rangers have that first-round pick, and then they don't pick again until the fourth round uh, for this year's draft. So that goes, you know, building off of what you said about the cupboard being empty and, you know, the serious need for a new crop of prospects. If the Rangers don't pick in the first three rounds of this draft, it's, uh, that's, that's not a, not a good way to build. You know, you're not going to find guys. Um, it's very rare to find guys that are, you know, after round four, a lot of those guys are, oh, he's too small or, you know, he's injured or maybe or, you know, they're guys who are the Jesper Fast of the world where, oh, the offense just isn't there, but maybe he could be a valuable, you know, fourth, third line guy. Um, you, you just don't find many gems back there. I mean, the Rangers have been much luckier than other organizations, obviously, with Lundqvist, but I I would hesitate this year, even though it's very tempting to, especially from the perspective of you trade the pick uh, to Vegas and ask them to take Girardi or Stahl off your hands. And then all of a sudden you have 5.5 or $5.7 million in cap space. And all of a sudden Shattenkirk is well within your reach. And because of that, whether or not everyone, every Rangers fan would like it this way, the team is still very clearly in the win-now mentality. And that is a win-now move. You trade your first-round pick to solve a problem. Um, you know, not to mention, you know, something would have to come back in, in the trade with Vegas. You know, what it is, who knows? Maybe, maybe you can get a second and a third-round pick or who the hell knows. But... It's, uh, well, let me, it's definitely let me throw this out here and not yeah. to cut you off but before you, uh, I didn't know if you were going to kind of dovetail that into something else. There's been a lot of talk, I think wrongfully about trading Derek Stepan that because he's not good enough and, and whatnot and all that nonsense. Would it, Derek Stepan is a guy who I think Vegas would definitely have some interest in or should have a lot of interest in. He's a guy who, has a no trade clause that kicks in July 1st, I believe. So the Rangers could do something before the draft. Maybe the Rangers could convince Vegas to, for example, Hey, we'll give you step on and you can take, you know, whatever, whoever, and maybe you take Holden in the draft. Oh, and by the way, you also need to take a guy like Mark Stahl and you can clear things out that way without having to worry about moving that first round pick. Now, in the essence of saving cap space, that's great. Mike and I talked last week about the amount that Derek Stepan brings to the table that would need to be replaced if he were indeed traded for whatever reason. But I do think it's an interesting opportunity to say to Vegas, or even if the Rangers did, you know, who knows? Maybe Vegas would be interested in Stepan, the 21st overall pick, for their sixth pick. Now, that does not feel like a very win-now move because you're not getting anything back in return. But there's definitely things that can be put onto the table that Vegas very well may be interested in. And if the Rangers are not going down the road of asking Dan Girardi or Mark Stahl to waive their no movement clauses, is it safe to claim that, okay, they're actually not going to be part of those plans with Vegas or for expansion? Because there is a buyout window that is going to begin next week pre-expansion draft. And the New York Rangers, if you'd think, if they're going to buy out Stahl or Girardi, would probably not wait for the secondary window in August. It doesn't make sense unless they actually believe that they're a going to waive the no movement clause and B are going to get picked by Vegas. And I think we know the latter is pretty much not possible. So there are definitely some questions about maybe not necessarily where the Rangers are going to go from here, but 
the timing of this is things are going to happen very soon. They have to. The expansion draft is coming in a couple of weeks. So if there is any time that something like this is going to happen, it, it, it has to be right now. And Jeff Gordon has to put his mark on this team at some point. This is the first major crossroads to get there. Yeah, it's it's an opportunity for him to really solve something that's been holding holding the team back. It's an aggressive move. I mean, there's no way to look at it that to not consider it aggressive, but it's it's definitely worth exploring. Um, of course, you know if if Girardi and Stahl aren't asked to to waive their no movement clauses, it's kind of off or not. So one thing we didn't talk about – go ahead, Beth. Oh, no, Joe, go ahead. I was going to say we didn't talk about the Jesper Fast thing at all. He had – is it the same hip surgery that uh, Lindbergh had? Jesper. Lindbergh had, that's right. Yeah. Only one hip, right? Lindbergh had both hips. Fast is only having one, I believe, but he's still expected to miss quite a few months. Do we think – so – to rewind why this is kind of a big deal, Mike, myself, Beth, and I think 90% of Ranger fans out there are under the impression that Fast, Lindbergh, Ranta, and Grabner are going to be really the four top players that are going to be made available to Las Vegas in the expansion draft. So for Fast to be injured kind of changes the game a little bit because I've always thought that Lindbergh was going to be more attractive simply because he's a center, but does fast being injured change the way the Rangers are looking at things? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure it does. Um, It's very hard to say. Uh, I know there was, you know, some confusion on Rangers social media about, you know, fast being exempt, um, you know, and, and changing the players the Rangers have to make vulnerable, but that, that wasn't true. It, it's a. I never really thought Fast was in danger. I think you and I both agreed on the idea that Lindbergh is more attractive because the ceiling is higher, especially after the Worlds and uh, any place center. Um, you know, he's a guy that a team like Vegas would probably kill to have as a third line center. So. Um, there's, there's, there's some fold to that. I don't know if it makes us feel maybe that, you know, maybe this makes Ronta more vulnerable or not, but it's really important to remember the bigger picture, which is that there are 29 other teams that are going to have players who are vulnerable. And, uh, you know, if the Rangers have a nice cost controlled, plucky Swedish depth forward, there will be another one out out there that Vegas can find. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and because of that, I just don't think it's going to shape what happens very much other than, you know, chopping the probability of fast being claimed, you know, in half. Wait, are we saying that he's not going to be claimed because they just want a team that can be on the ice? It's just Vegas just doesn't want to have to wait to see how he heals or whatever, or the injury is going to affect his play in the longer term. What exactly? I think Mike and I are more talking the former, but I happen to agree with Mike in that Lindbergh holds more value because he happens to be a center. The reality of the situation is there are dozens of bottom six wingers who do not get Mm -hmm. deals in the upfront opportunities. And without a hip injury, Right, just yeah. milling around, waiting for an opportunity come August. Vegas is not going to have to look very hard to find something like that. But when you take a look at the – I mean, the only thing that I would think makes Fast a little bit more attractive is his speed. Like, he's a Carl Haglund light, and having an opportunity to have a guy like that on your team – makes a big difference. The Rangers use him as a top six winger. He's not a top six winger. I think the example I used is that fast is like Vigneault's Leatherman. You can use the Leatherman for a lot of things. You need a pair of pliers. It's great. You need a little knife to cut something. It's great. 
you can't use a Leatherman to nail a nail into a piece of wood. I mean, you can, and maybe it gets in every now and again, but you're just using the tool the wrong way and it's not working and you don't understand why. So I think Lindbergh is more attractive. I think Ranta is going to be picked. I think he's going to be the selection because I feel the same way. Yeah. There's not a ton of goaltenders who are going to be on the market like that, who a are not making that much money and B Ranta is, as proven of a goalie as there's going to be out there who has not yet been given a starter opportunity, who, yes, he's only on a one-year deal, so you only get him for a year, but if you dangle the keys to the castle in front of him, there's very, very little chance that Ronta does not stick around Vegas, I would think. Um, I may be crazy, but that's the way that I'm looking at things right now. And that kind of leads us to our next segue. Should the Rangers trade Ronta right now before the expansion draft for assets because they do have Mackenzie Skatsky who they can put out there for the expansion draft. I'm almost positive. Does it make sense to get that type of value out of Ronta? And, you know, just that it is what it is. This way you're getting something for him and you're not losing him for nothing. It's tricky. It's really tricky. Um, it's, I think it's interesting to point to the Yandel situation where the Rangers traded Yandel knowing they weren't going to get him, and they got you know a very modest return. But it was so much better than nothing that you know, it, was, it, was more, it was more frustrating to look at why didn't the Rangers try and find a way to make that contract work as opposed to, well, you know, at least they got something. The difference here is that Ranta is under contract for another year, unlike Yandel. Um, And that's a very important distinction to make before my next point, which is it's, I think it it would be foolhardy in some way, just because there's no guarantee Vegas takes them. There are plenty of goalies out there who are really interesting. I think they'd kind of be out of their minds not to, to knock on the Mark Andre Fleury door, um, and I, you know, if they do take an established goalie like a Fleury, or if they they drink too much before expansion, and they want <laughs> Lettinen or or Niemi, then you know God be with them. But you know, it's not unlikely that they end up with a guy who is already kind of yeah, this is who we want. Um, but then again, I think we talked about this on the podcast before. In expansion drafts in history, it's just something that expansion draft teams do, and Vegas is drafting against no one, so they're competing against no one. And it's in their best interest to just pick as many goalies as they have contract spots available for because goalies, especially proven NHL-level goalies, are that much more valuable. And it's like, you know... Buying, you know, a big storm is coming. You go to the supermarket, you buy all the all the flashlight batteries, and then you sell them outside in the parking lot. When people are like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" Well, you know, I can I can charge you whatever I want now because I'm the guy who has all the the backup goalies. Vegas can do something like that. It's happened, kind of something similar has happened in expansion drafts previously, because goalies are just that much more valuable. It's that much harder to develop goalies to find them, yada, yada, yada. So um, that would make me think like, all right, well, that makes it all the more likely Ronta will go. But if he doesn't go, you know, he's still under contract. So it could be trying to address, you know, kind of just pulling the Band-Aid off when it might not need to come off. I don't know. It's a terrible analogy, but you get my idea. (laughs) I like the battery I, one better. Yeah, I do too. I like the idea that Ronta is just a, actually a spare battery that you can just sell in the parking lot. <laughs> um, just the spare Ronta, yeah, spare Ronta. The only thing well, that that's, I, it's, a, I would... it's a huge power play for Vegas to make, which is you take everyone's goalies, um, and then you just say, guess what, like assholes, I have all the goalies now. And Fourth what I want goalie? is, yeah, I want third or fourth round picks or whatever for goalies. Well, Vegas, I think, can only pick three goalies, I think. Um, there is, they have to pick a certain amount at each position. And it's – you brought up 
there's two things that you brought up that are really important. And the first thing is Vegas is not drafting against anybody. And what that means is Vegas, it's not like Vegas is, okay, here's Anaheim first. You don't get to see anybody else's until Anaheim is done. They get to look at every single player from every single team. So they're going to go through the 30 teams and they're going to say, Ooh, I think he could be good. I think he could be good. You know, maybe in the case of say the devils, for example, there's only one player that they really like, and that's going to be the guy that they take say on the Rangers, they're between Ranta Grabner and Lindbergh. And there's three players. They get to build the team out from what they have. And there's not going to be a ton of great options, but there's going to be a lot of solid options. And that's really what Vegas is going to try to build through the, the draft. They're going to try to take their opportunities when they can, but I would think that listen, they're not going to get a 40 goal scorer. Let's, let's not go crazy, but they're going to have a ton of money and they're going to have a ton of opportunities to offer positions to players in free agency. And who knows, Vegas may turn into a very desirable opportunity for some of the younger players in this league, the younger UFAs or, or guys who maybe want to be out of the media limelight. There are plenty of players who don't necessarily want to play in New York or Toronto or, or Montreal or wherever. So they play on the Devils because nobody knows the Devils exist. But that's sort of it's – it's an opportunity there. And Vegas does have a chance to say to some of these guys, hey, listen, we're going to be able to give you a starting role. Vegas is going to kind of move into that prospect realm. Vegas has a lot of things that they can do. So I don't this, – this really took off from the fast thing. I don't think the fast thing it, it, it really affects anything. The comment Mike was making about the Rangers kind of changing the way that they were um, going to, to do the draft was because of that the, the Brett from – uh, the New York Post mentioned that uh, the fast injury may change the way that the Rangers, like maybe the Rangers can protect someone else now, but that would insinuate that the Rangers were protecting fast in the first place. And I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a single scenario that the Rangers would be able to protect Jesper Fast. I, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know how I, that was even a thought process. I'd like to hop in really quickly and apologize for the mission for the misinformation on the goalies thing. I just checked it. They can take three. Um, yeah. So it's, so you they only can take three. three. Batteries. Yeah. It's, there's still batteries at, at play, but the point is they can, they can go in there and say, you know, take the three best goalies available, which is what, what they'll likely do. And, you know, the, there are guys like Grubauer, um, you know, Corpusalo, I don't know if, if Columbus is going to be able to protect him. Ranta is pretty high on that list, and the Penguins have to get out from under. I think it's I'm pretty sure Flurry has the no-movement clause. So if, if Pittsburgh can't solve that problem, that'll mean Matt Murray is exposed. Um, but if they do find a way to solve that problem... Flurry does have know, the no-movement clause. Yeah, it's still very oh, tricky... Wait, hang on a second. Let me just see if they do this for everybody. Uh, okay, they do. There's a button on the Cap Friendly has a great expansion tool, but you can mm-hmm. click on a player's who has a no movement clause, and it will say waived next to it. And I thought Flurry waived his no movement clause already, but that would be a lie. Um, you could do it for everybody. Already- so continue, Mike. I apologize. Yeah, but I just wanted to to, to clear that up with listeners. So it's. It is still obviously in Vegas' best interest to take the three. Why wouldn't you take the three best goalies you can get? And just in terms of odds, it's really likely that Ronta could be one of those goalies. Um, I think so. I don't see why he would not be. My my biggest doubt is that he's very, very fair-skinned, and the desert (laughs) is a hot place. It is. He could be burned. You have no idea. You ever gotten? You ever Very been super and he has a baby. A, uh, he does. He has a child. Maybe he doesn't want to. Well, that aspect of things is actually, it's not the worst to look at because I don't. I I really do wonder if Vegas is wondering about the long term implications of having people's families move out there. Ronta's married. He no, has I. Kid. I was going to say that's exactly what I was going to say. Is well, then you can say it. I will I, allow you to say it. Well, no, it's it's just not. I don't think it's a place that anyone with a family wants to be. Um, no. Which is why. So does again, that, we've you think that impacts their decision with Ronta? That oh, why should well, we no, take him? We just have to sign him again in a year. Yeah, but his. I mean, 
not to be the, the, the mom on the block, but it really doesn't matter the until the kid's in school age and he's got five years. So that's some time. That's some time but, to work with. Mom on coyote, block. Beth is the mom coyote on could, block. A coyote could make off with the, with the Ronta child in the night. Yes. Haven't you ever heard of Dingo you're, Eat Your you're Baby? Really, you're really worried about him going out there, aren't you? I just want him to stay. Coyotes I, I love, he's not I even there. So I think Vegas feels should like be he's aware. Gone already. Vegas should be aware that Veronica is aware because of the Blue Shirt Banter we are making you aware initiative that, um, you know, coyotes sometimes come and take your baby in Vegas. Not anywhere else. Not in New York. There's not a coyote in New York. You'd know if there was a coyote in New York. It probably takes the subway and is very domesticated. That's the only way. You ever seen a subway with a coyote in it? No. No, you haven't. So, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you about that one. I did like Mike's I, idea, though, that Vegas would just hoard all the goalies. Just an entire bench I, of goalies. Well, just it, it would, it would, be, it would be... Because nobody has a backup goalie left. That's what I would it do. Would so it's like a... Spectacular. It's, it's a real douchebag move, but in the it's like the guy in fantasy hockey draft who takes all the D or all the goalies in like the first four rounds and you're like, well, what, what, the, what the F, dude? And then he's like, guess what? Charge my own price now. <laughs> I have demand. all the batteries. You need the battery. Yeah. Storms are coming and I have the battery. And now, you know what? You know what comes in the storm? Coyotes. Coyotes come in the storm. Come, and now Ronta, yeah. he's got to shine the light on the baby for as long as he has it. Wait, now Ronta's the battery in that story. He oh, doesn't yeah, you're have right. a baby. So, Beth, how heavy so, is – when did Ronta have his baby? Like Less than a year ago. She so was 15 heavy, when they were last playing. Yeah. How so heavy a is like a, a, like a six-month-old child? How heavy is a six-month-old child? I am not going to get in the physics of whether at Vegas Dingo – I want to know – I want, I want to know, God damn it, if a coyote could make off with a child in the night. Well, yeah, they could, especially a baby. But that would assume you'd like left your baby out on the back porch or something. How do we? What if the coyote gets into the house? I don't think what they do that. What if the coyote can open doors? Yeah. What if the coyote could open doors? What if your window or is open just you have to a crack to allow fresh air in, and the coyote uses its snout to open yeah, the window up all the way and gets in? But it is a dry heat, so it's not humidity, so you wouldn't open the window. However, you might have a doggy door. And then you're just asking for trouble. How dare you correct me on the dry heat, you son of a bitch? What are you, a meteorologist? Well, I was wrong about the goalie thing. I gotta, gotta make every. I want pretty much have to belittle everyone else to make them at my level now. I corrected you gently. I corrected you as gently as I could. I didn't scream at you to tell you that you tenderly. Yeah, the the dry heat. I could have done it, you like know. The, you have no idea. The ten, the tender teeth of a coyote closing down on my arm, dragging me or, away. Well, I think the coyote would be relatively gentle, gentle with the baby because it knows it's a baby. Clearly, oh, maybe it, it wants to raise it, it as its, its own. Self, perhaps. Yeah, I like that story. I'm not sure okay, what it's mother... for for Ranta's contract, but you know, well, then he wouldn't leave Vegas because he'd know that somewhere out there a coyote was raising his baby. What if the coyote took the baby to Arizona so that it could hold it hostage that Ronta would sign with the coyotes? Because the coyotes actually own the Arizona coyotes. Uh, We didn't think of that. Now, to the other point about this, there was a time in Mike's life where the neighbor dog was a serious problem for him, and he had to shake the cans at it. So how do we know that that dog was not in cahoots with the coyote? All dogs are in cahoots with the coyotes. They're all canids. They work together. I don't think Stanley is in cahoots with the coyote. You don't know that. I, I don't, but I'm going to assume I, that. And that's yeah, why my family will lose a good boy. something dear to you, because one day Stanley will betray. <laughs> he'll, just, he'll help the coyotes? Yeah, he can't help it. It's in his nature. Every dog you look at on this planet 
comes from the gray wolf. We've it's just like the blue buck with them enough. What did you say? It's not the coyote side. Stanley knows which side his bread is buttered on. Yeah, he does. The coyote doesn't feed him or love him or rub his belly. Oh, he'll rub the coyote his belly. Does none of that. I don't think they will. They don't have thumbs. If it's a they female coyote, she can off. give Stanley things you never could. Does Stanley <laughs> want those things anymore? Uh, yeah, he might not. But you have walked down a road that I absolutely cannot attest to, so I have to I tip my hat to that one. Well don't know. What if wow. it's an ostrich? You're not you're not gonna swim out into the, the coyote house dog interspecies erotica with me? You're not gonna come uh, I'm afraid I cannot. I don't know. That's I, I don't fine, even think I think I we don't were know talking what about dating recently for erotica to be appropriate right now. We were what? Well, it does. There's Cirque du Soleil there, and they wear very tight clothes. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. Quite. Have interesting you seen Carrot Top recently, by the way? I have not. Should I Google him? Yeah, Google image Carrot Top. He performs of- in Las Vegas all the time. Carrot Top, I think, is the most disturbing-looking person on the planet. Is he? Okay. He, now for those that don't know. Him. Well, let him. We'll see him coming from a mile away with the hair. Oh my God! The problem he, he really is, he's jacked. like, yeah, he's he's huge. He's, he's a, like monster. a bodybuilder he's with a monster. giant curly red hair, and he wears eyeliner. So there's a lot of things going on there. I don't oh know. God. I saw him like is he part of their recruiting strategy? Of, I I hope not. No one would go. Mm, mm, mm. Those can have nightmares now. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not okay at all. Um, God, okay. we were really, missing. Did this all begin by talking about fast? I think it did, and then about well, I guess the the point um, is that Ronda might not want to live in. Vegas because yeah. of his baby. But I do yeah, think as much it, as we it, got silly, that's a legitimate that is a legitimate claim. Yeah, and the oh, coyote problem also also legitimate claim. In my yeah. opinion. Slightly equally less I would say back. equally legitimate. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, oh God, what else were we going to talk about? The show's almost over. Um, no, it's not. Kevin Shattenkirk. We were going to talk about Shattenkirk. We were going to talk about Shattenkirk. Uh, I've seen yeah, actually quite a bit. I've seen quite a bit more Is Shattenkirk Worth It than I thought yeah, I was going to. At I've this noticed point. that. And yeah, I don't know where that. that's coming from. Playoff? I really don't. From Nervous Nellies. Uh, it's possible. He, it really is possible. He didn't win. He didn't win the cup with the Capitals, so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, every he, the puck, there were Rangers fans' takes on his uh, desirability. On our, uh, yeah, so. It was up and down. His stock was up and down based on uh, that, and I can't quite remember where it ended up, but I don't think it was high. Obviously, <sighs> uh, you know. So, what? I, I think the point is a lot of the people who were like, "Hey, Girardi's contract is actually not that bad," but do you really want to give another contract like that out? But I think Shattenkirk is different than one of those stay-at-home players. Um, I think we've proven, or at least we have enough evidence to support the fact that the Keith Andals of the world don't age the same way that a Mark Stahl or Dan Girardi does, because those are not guys that necessarily rely on their physical presence to take care of business. Those are players Mm. who are working off of skill, and sure, speed is a part of that, but you do see more and more older defensemen who are puck-moving defensemen who are effective at a later age, if not as effective as they used to be, then you do say the Dan Girardi's or the Shea Weber's of the world when they're 34, 35 years old. 
So am I nerd? Would I like to get Shattenkirk for a cheap deal? Of course I would. Of course I would. But is that going to be possible? Probably not. No. Yeah, so. especially if you look at some of the, like, a, a good comparable is Shattenkirk's 28. Uh, not to mention this past season was the best season of his career in, in terms of just, you know, counting stats. Uh, we saw Yandel, you know, sign a seven-year six po- for an average annual value of $6.35 million, and he was 29 when he signed that deal. So, and you could pretty safely say that Shattenkirk is a more exciting guy than Yandel, and, you know, the Yandel deal was signed a year ago. So, um it's definitely not going to be cheap to get Kevin Shattenkirk. He's going to, he's going to be the highest paid guy on the blue line. And um, thank God that Ryan McDonough is grossly, grossly underpaid. Uh, otherwise, it just would, it wouldn't be feasible. But it's something that I think, you know, for all the frustration about, oh, the power play is inconsistent. Um, we can't get the puck out of our damn zone. You you can fix those problems by throwing a lot of money at a guy like Shattenkirk because if you get him and you pay him that much, you, you play him on the first pair and you give him the first power play unit. And then, you know, hopefully we don't see what we saw with uh, with how Yandel was used, which is still one of the most vexing things in recent Rangers history. But, oh, vexing. Um, if I was yeah. drunk, I'd but I'm not, so I won't. But consider me having okay. screamed. She okay. screamed. I heard it. Uh, I'm still thinking about coyotes, so we're, we're all good. Uh, it it's going to cost the Rangers a pretty penny, but and of course you add into that how I think most most Ranger fans would like to see Brendan Smith back, and that's going to take that's going to cost money to do that too. So. Um, both of those things really can't happen unless the Rangers do bite the bullet on Staller Girardi. Uh, there's also another fold to this is that another team's entering the league, and by definition, that means the talent pool thins. You know, there's just more more competition, and Vegas needs a guy like Shattenkirk literally more than everyone else. So. Uh, you know, they will not be afraid to offer money. Um, and there are going to be other suitors. I'm sure Washington would like to keep him around, but they'll have trouble uh, making that happen, even though the Capitals are think are losing Oshie and Justin Williams in terms of uh, UFAs. But, yeah, it's definitely definitely interesting. I mean, Joe, do you want to see the Rangers really kind of buckle down and go after Shattenkirk? I do understand the trepidation around giving that much money to a defenseman who is simply going to be a defensive presence. And what I mean by that is Shattenkirk not only is an actual defenseman to put with the likes of Ryan McDonough, Shattenkirk is also a power play quarterback. He's a guy who can move the puck. Imagine him, Shea, McDonough as your top four. The only reason I would not take a serious run at a guy like Shattenkirk is because you've traded for, say, Truba or Tenev or whatever it may be. You've traded for one of those players. And that's really the only way that I could see something like this really making a difference. Because Shattenkirk, I think, checks all the boxes for what the Rangers need in terms of just just in terms of how to fix the problems that the Rangers had. And I'm not saying he's going to fix everything, but I am going to say that if he's utilized properly, he's going to make an enormous difference where, you know, another stay-at-home defenseman, like maybe a Cody Franson or something, who maybe has a little bit more offensive abilities, is not going to. Because don't forget, you could bring Smith into that equation too. McDonough, Shea, Smith, Shankirk is your top four. That's one of the best top fours in the NHL. And you go from one of the worst defenses in the NHL to potentially one of the yeah. best. I don't think you can turn that up. Can I ask a question? Or off. Yes. If you guys yes. talked about question. this last just ignore it. But, I mean, literally in terms of numbers, what's the percentage chance that we're stuck with Stahl and Girardi next year? 
We did not talk about that. Um, they go uh, nowhere. I'm higher than we want to zero. be. I'm going to tell you zero. I don't think there is any chance both of them are on the team next year. And if there is, then there are serious problems. Well, yeah, but that's a given. But I still want a number. So your number is zero. That makes me feel better, well, Mike. No, my number is my thought. I guess the real number is probably like 20%. Okay. That was about what I thought, Mike. 21%. Did you just prices right as me? You just got you just got prices right. Are you kidding me? I don't know how those people don't punch the other people in the face. Although if 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 Mike wins, it means we're stuck with both of them. So, right? So that's not really winning. You yeah, don't want Mike to win. No, no one wants Mike to win. Joe, you're, you're doing it too well, Joe. We're going to get flagged for copyright infringement. Uh, I wonder if that's possible. It happens Probably. on YouTube videos. Right, well, yeah, but we're not. A YouTube video. We're better than that. Are no, we I've done? been recording. Uh, them. There's good YouTube videos. So I just yeah, thought we were going to talk about ah! one of the things. What? What? I just checked the score. Go on. What's the score? Uh, we don't want to know uh, the score. No. Oh, the last thing we planned on talking about, will the Rangers do something drastic at the the entry draft? Well. As in all the rumors about so, Shane being available and I'm yada, 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 going yada. To, I'm going to bow us out of that one because I was thinking about it. We cannot answer that question not, until we figure out what the Rangers do at expansion. Yeah, because too many things are going to hinge on what they do and do not do an expansion. This was so your I did not idea. Want to bring this, it up. This, the draft thing. He set you up. I did set you up, and you fell right into my trap. And now you look like a fool. I'm, I'm going to buy every battery in your town. <laughs> and send in coyotes. And then just wait till the storm I'm comes. Gonna, I'm going to fill your garage with, with coyotes. So many coyotes. You have no idea. <laughs> Where are all these coyotes coming from? What is a pack uh, of coyotes called? Probably a pack. Probably a pack. Say, let's see. Pack of coyotes is called. Yes. A band. A, a, a band of coyotes. Ooh, coyotes. Yeah, I like that. Coyote 101. Coyote smarts. Let's see. A band of coyotes. This Only if they're a float. This is a float of float coyotes. I of like cro- that. No, a float of a float of crocodiles. Is, is that what it's actually called? Oh, a pack yeah. oh, is Beth, a coyote family dominated by an alpha male and a female who form a breeding pair. Well, this, this website is English-Zone.com, which sounds totally legit. <laughs> this is coyotes. Coyotesmart.org. Coyote.com. I oh, it is .org. That... I Beth, win. I want you to know that a group of ducks is called a paddling of ducks. Aww. Like butter on the paddling is... of ducks. A whole I do like paddling that. of Paddling of ducks? Where's, Where's the You're ostriches? Just they don't have it. Tonight, aren't you? Huh? Joe is hey, you're all very about singing. The... I've been very singy lately. I don't know why. Jim of EC going ah. down the farm. Remember that song? It was the greatest song of all time. You shouldn't sing at night, Joe. That brings in the coyotes. I don't was think that, oh, there's got to be coyotes in Connecticut. song was that? That wasn't poor Jimmy BC. No. We um, really need a greatest Yeah, I guess. Or, I mean, maybe just kiss. Or maybe just song. Okay. Well, anything else that's... Uh... Oh, I have a good question. <laughs> Go ahead. 
right now, if you could have Jimmy, you get to choose Jimmy VC or Anthony Duclair. Who do you take? Holy crap, that is a good question. I know. It's so good. It's so much better than um, anything you've contributed. God, I probably take Duclair. Ooh. Yeah, I think I would too. I'll tell you why I take Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair is 21 years old, and he's already a 20-goal scorer in the NHL. He's still a baby. I get it. He had his issues um, with Arizona, but yeah. I still take Duclair. No, that's not shitting on VC either. I just I take Duclair. Is it well? Is it close for you, or is it like pretty clear that you would take Duclair? I think it is. I think it is pretty clear that I would. I would take Duclair. Oh, and that's, not, right. a, that's not a shot at VC, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know what it is. You know what this. What is about pitch. you, Beth? Um. Well, my my impulse was declare, but since Joe took that already, I'm going to say VC because I just found him, I don't know, really fun and interesting to watch during the playoffs, and he seems to be turning into a, uh, I don't know, he's evolving, I think, in a good way. Not that he was bad when he got here, and uh, I think he's probably going to be a really different, in also in a good way, uh, player in another year. So even though he's a uh, wait, so he's VC's twenty three now, twenty two, twenty three. So 24. the age difference is that big. Yeah, really? he is, well, he's twenty four. Oh, yeah, already. that's another. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Oh, I thought he just graduated last year. Okay, all right. So he is a little on the older side, but I do think his transition from college to NHL is not complete yet. Maybe just yeah. because of all. Rangers chaos this year and so I do think he's not quite the the player he's going to become yet whereas I do think um not that Duclair has hit his ceiling but I think we know more about what kind of player he's going to be than we do about what kind of player VC is going to end up being so I'm going to go with the unpredictable side all right well there it is well there you go there it is you have heard from Beth who is the source of knowledge about everything. Oh, very few things right about now in the season, but everything. Um, I know my. All right. So my name is Joe Fortunato. Twitter.com slash Joe Fortunato. Or no, I'm sorry. Twitter.com slash Blue Shirt Panther. What am I saying? Um, Yeah. Mike is DSB. Beth is Beth Macklin. What is your favorite non-red meat? Chicken. Chicken. The easiest question in the world. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we go, let's ask Beth. Beth, there is a non-zombie apocalypse. You can only select Uh, one medieval weapon. What medieval weapon do you select? You guys know I'm a 47-year-old woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have an arsenal of medieval weapons at my immediate recall. Well, we'll, I, we'll give you I a don't know why you wouldn't. To think. I got one. I got a mace. That's literally the only one I can name. Okay. So a terrible choice, Beth. That is, and it's maybe the worst choice you could possibly... I mean, you've done a bad, terrible yeah, job. A catapult, but you, well, you, you guys made a are working decision. out hard right now, so I actually feel fine with my choice because if I did know... It's range cumbersome... Range, one dimensional. The Arbalist, Beth. The Arbalist. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Fun at college reunion. <laughs> Joe got it I'm immediately. Guessing. Yeah, it's Joe so knocked funny. this one out of the park. He was wrong What's about chicken, right but answer, quote unquote. Arbalist. It's, the, it's, it's an, an some sort of a, yeah, some sort of advanced crossbow makes the most sense. Because you can because you can hunt far. things. Self defense, hand hunting. Worst case scenario, you know that from Robin Hood, or is it? Isn't a quarter staff just a big stick? 
Yeah, Beth, that's just a goddamn stick. You're going to take a stick? Honestly, you you're going to take a hockey stick? I am again still trying to come up with the names of weapons before I could even remotely begin to choose them. This is not a fair game for me. Oh, my God. And stick. I don't care that I a stick. A stick. <laughs> a stick. That's like saying you're going to play hockey with a baseball bat. It's nothing like that, actually. You're right. Oh, it's worse. Yeah. Like saying you're going to play hockey with oh. a washing machine or a jar of peanut butter. Well, you know, she would be able to reach high things. I'll give her that. Yeah, before like we shoot her with the arbalest right in the head. Well, if, like, she comes across a, a gang of, like, uh, you know, cherub-like children who've gotten their kite stuck in a post-apocalyptic tree, she could get, she could, you know, jimmy the tr- the, the kite out of the tree with, with her stick. Hmm. Wait, if you could in only words, have one piece of sporting equipment in the non-zombie apocalypse, what would it be? Yeah. Oh, one sporting well. equipment. Yeah. Any sport. Oh, wow. But Obviously, it's expensive I, the stupid foils with the little balls on the end, so it can't be the uh, sword. Well, recurve bow, archery, done. Mike wins. Oh, what if you don't know how to arch, though? It's a recurve like, bow. They've just, the I do know how to pull a bow. The Olympic event where you need to snipe out the targets and then Oh, the, the biathlon? I've won because I now have a gun, an actual gun. Well, like, I could snipe you from hundreds of gun? feet beyond... What'd you say? A bullet gun or a skeet gun? Oh, it's a bullet gun. They shoot targets. Oh. Yeah, so I have one game. Like BBs. Mike, I will shoot you in the eye with that BB. <laughs> I have will... You shot you, in the eye before? You are I will just feed your, I'll feed your family to coyotes is what I'll do. Okay, that was that you've taken us down to a dark place. You were gonna shoot me in the eyeball. Yeah, because you told I me I wasn't have, good enough. I would have no depth perception. You would and not. You would not be perception. you'd have to write by speaking. It would be awful. You'd be speak writing. I'm trying to think of I think the gun and the bow might be cheating. Well that was I can I I like kind the of the hurley. You know the the Irish sport of hurl of uh of hurling I think it's called, where you have like a bizarre like wooden machete bat stick thing. That's what I would have. <laughs> wooden machete bat. Yeah. Interesting. Wooden machete bat. I'll go with the wooden machete bat. I'm not even it, sure what it is, but it sounds yeah. useful. It's a cudgel, kind of. I would do that. A baseball bat wouldn't be too bad. God, I hate Sidney Crosby. It's thick enough that you may, it maybe wouldn't break. Oh, my God. I would definitely do the hurling stick. I just Googled it. It's fucking rad. Is it? It looks like like a big spoon. I like it. <laughs> Fine. I'll Google it, too. Hurling stick. Hurling. 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 Hurling with... You can buy them on Amazon. Oh, it's awesome. The goalkeeper stick is sweet. <laughs> it's like an enormous totally paddle. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's great. Gaelic football and, you, and hurling posts. Yeah, and you could build a canoe That's and use it as a paddle. Great. Just flatter on the end. Yeah. It's a lot That's like cool. a field hockey stick. Yeah. Hmm. All right, patreon.com slash blue shirt banter. Field hockey stick would be good, too. No, the hurling stick is way better. Well, the field hockey stick is not a bad second choice. It's pretty badass. Uh, you know what? I'm going to beat the crap out of you with my hurling stick. You're very rude. I bet you didn't know that. Boy. You me with the hurling stick. You didn't even know what a hurling stick was before I brought it up. But now I do. It's a Gaelic yeah. device. <laughs> Gaelic, Gaelic device. Freaking Gaelic device. It's a Gaelic device. It's an instrument of Gaelic. It is. A, it is. Yeah, it's absolutely correct. The both of you. Um, I think the, the curling stick will will need to be the next picture drawn on the bantering the blue shirts logo. You mean Maybe hurling, goddamn? 
Yeah, hurling. Not Sorry, curling. I said growing. Curling I said is... growing because I'm thinking of Gaelic. BlueShirtBands.com. Mike does and Beth do their Riveters coverage at the Ice Garden now, so you could do that too. The Ice Garden at SB Nation is our women's hockey <laughs> representation. Um, BlueShirtBands.com, Patreon.com slash BlueShirtBands.com. Do all those things. Mike, Beth, anything you want to end on? Let's go Predators. No. Yeah, go, but it's not good right now. Not good. Don't don't tell me that, Mac. Let them tell me good things. A tool it's for good Gaelic. for somebody. A Gaelic device. A Gaelic. I'm leaving device. now. Beth is away. Good night. <laughs>